Welcome to the Podcasting for Business show. I'm your host, Lindsay Gould, the founder of The Podcast Boutique, the next level podcast production company for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to get known and turn their listeners into paying clients. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies to launch, grow and monetize your podcast, all while saving time in your business and having some fun doing it. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Podcasting for Business show. Today we're going to be talking all about hosting a podcast as a busy mum and we've got some brilliant guests lined up for this episode. I'll be talking to Polly Lavarello about what it's like to host a podcast as a busy mum and this week's sound celebration is Savan Moison. So why are we discussing this today? Well, this week, on Sunday, it's Mother's Day here in the UK. For me, Mother's Day isn't just about mums. It's about celebrating all the wonderful women in our lives who might have helped us or supported us in one way or another. So this year, like all years really, I'm going to be celebrating all the women and all the mothers in my life. So if you identify as a woman and you're listening to this podcast, perhaps you host a podcast or you've just got a really busy life and you're struggling to find the time to even listen to podcasts, let alone record one, and that is something that you enjoy doing, then this episode is just for you. Now my children are a lot older now, so my eldest is actually 23 this month, my youngest is 17. And when my girls were a lot younger, of course, it was so much, <laughs> so much harder to juggle all the things around. I was in a corporate job and very often I was traveling up and down the country to London. I traveled overseas for my work and it was a struggle. There were times when I really, really struggled to get along to all of the events that might happen at school and all the sports days and the plays and all the things. and. I always used to feel guilty that I wasn't the mum that was able to get on the coach and go on the day trips because I was just so incredibly busy with work. And now that I have my business, (laughs) I'm just as busy and I've got just as many things to do. However, I can manage my time however I want to manage it and I can make time to spend with my girls and I can make time to spend with the people that I love in my life. Now, I used to say, that I'm incredibly lucky that my husband does housework and he looks after the kids and he does all sorts of things, but I've not said that for many years now. And that doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for all the work that my husband does in the home, but I'm not lucky. We're equal partners. We both have these children who are now pretty much adults. We both have chosen this life, so we do things equally. But saying that, to be honest, Simon, if you're listening, he does a heck of a lot. (laughs) He does a heck of a lot more in the home than I do, to be fair to him. He is fantastic. But I'm not going to stand here and say to you that it's really easy to juggle all the things. The reality is I've got a really busy home. I've got a partner. I've got two girls who live with us. We've got a house full of pets. I've got a business that I'm running. 
and I want to have a life outside of <laughs> outside of all of that. So it does get busy. Now, where my podcast is concerned, when I started my very first podcast back in 2018, I did everything myself. I did the research, I did the recording, I did the editing, I did the uploading, the scheduling, the distribution. I did all of the marketing, the promotion, the emails, everything, everything, everything. So I know what it's like, which is why I've got some tips for you. And I'm going to share with you three different ways that you can be more productive in getting your podcast out there when you don't have time to spare. Let's dive in straight away with number one. Just as when I was doing the podcast for myself when I started in 2018, have a workflow. This doesn't need to be a big fancy tool that you buy. It can be something as simple as a checklist on a piece of paper if needs be. But if you are quite a visual person, you might want to use something like Asana or Trello so that you can tick off those tasks each week. And you can also set them to recur in your calendar each week, which is pretty cool. Keeps you organized and make sure that you don't miss anything out. So a workflow to make sure that everything happens on time in the right order is going to be crucial for you. Number two, I've said this so many times, but I'll keep banging on about it until everybody understands. But batch recording is your friend. Everyone assumes that batching is going to take you more time. But batch recording and batch editing your podcast episodes can massively help you to speed up the process. If you can schedule in half a day each month to create your episodes, record the episodes, and then you can spend another half a day, a different time that month, recording all of the episodes, then you can be a month ahead with just one day of work. Now that relies on tip number three, which is producing shorter episodes. If you're busy, your listeners are busy too. (laughs) That's how things are. And there is a trend right now towards shorter episodes of less than half an hour, So if you can produce episodes that are shorter, it's going to take you less time to record. It's going to take you less time to edit them. But also it's much more likely that your audience are going to listen to the entire episode. So there are three tips for you to save time when you don't have any when you're producing your podcast. Number one, have a workflow. Number two, batch record and batch edit your podcast. And number three, produce shorter episodes. Now here's a little bonus tip for you. If none of that feels doable for you right now, but you know that podcasting is definitely something you want to do, but you just haven't been able to carve out the time to get this all started, then hello, you know where I am. (laughs) Come and book a call and let's have a chat about getting your podcast started. So go to thepodcastboutique.com forward slash chat and get your 20-minute session booked in today. Right then, today I've got a really special guest with me, the lovely Polly Lavarello. Polly is one of my private clients at the Podcast Boutique. She launched her podcast in January this year after we did a podcast audit for her later last year. 
and she's the host now of Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul. I absolutely adore that name for the podcast. She's an evergreen marketing expert and works with coaches, consultants, and online service providers. So if that is you, you're going to love this short interview I did with Polly recently. What does Mother's Day mean to you? Well, my birthday is also very close to Mother's Day. So for me, like March is the best month ever. <laughs> it means breakfast in bed, tea, pancakes, lovely little drawings for my kids. And generally speaking, luckily I have a partner who's not their biological dad, but he's very good at ensuring I have a bit of a day off. So Mother's Day is always a bit of a treat for me. I also like to go visit my own mum and give her a big bunch of flowers. And I definitely think since becoming a mum myself, I'm uh, way more grateful (laughs) for everything she's done. So I do go out my way to do something nice for her as well. Yeah, it's that sentence that they always said to us when we were younger, like something along the lines of, you'll know all about this when you're a mum. And then it all clicks into place when you are a mum and you think, oh yeah, she put up with so much crap from me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's quite amazing really. And like me, my mum was also a business owner and the main earner. So I have a huge appreciation now for all of the things that she was juggling, particularly back then when it was less usual to be the main earner. So yeah, (laughs) nuts. So what does your average day look like as a mum? Well, I guess, you know, like you say, it's a bit of a juggle, really. I'm very lucky that because my business is doing well enough, one of my ambitions really early on was to not retire my partner, because that would be a bit too much, but he doesn't work that many hours. So he's very supportive. So in the mornings, I take the kids to school. That's really important to me. I like to get outdoors. I like to be with them. I like to have our little chats and conversations, but I don't collect them from school. My partner does that. But what I like is because I work from home, the moment I finish, I can just go downstairs and be with the kids, which is really nice. I have the kind of issue that because I work from home, I don't really schedule many meetings after 3pm because there's too much of a risk that one of my children will burst through the door. (laughs) So uh, there's a few kind of exceptions I've had to make. But I really enjoy the fact that since I work from home, I get to be closer to my kids. And it's quite funny to see how that in itself kind of inspires them. They'll like come up to my laptop and my microphone and start talking into it going, you're doing a great job. (laughs) And I'm like, is that that what you think my work is? And they're like, yeah, you're always bigging everyone up. I was like, well, yeah, it's not entirely wrong. (laughs) So what has been your experience of hosting a podcast alongside everything else that you have to do as a mum a business owner and everything else to be honest with you I mean I say it's not been too bad I do know that I'm regularly submitting the podcast quite late so (laughs) so um, I'm obviously not juggling it as well as I could be and it's certainly one of those things like many things in business you can just put off for a long time because it's always easy to prioritize other things I mean, I've always really enjoyed podcasts. And so it was always on my agenda to do it at some point. And I think any busy mum that's thinking about launching a podcast, you shouldn't overthink it because I definitely was guilty of overthinking it for a long time. It was something deep down I knew I really wanted to do, but there was always an excuse. There was always perhaps a sense of, do I have anything valuable enough to say? Will I be able to fit it around everything else? But actually, I've learned to prioritize it and I really enjoy it and I get so much back from it. And since doing it, 
the depth of conversations I have with people in my world is much deeper because they feel like they have a much clearer understanding of who I am through listening to my podcast so much. So as a mum, it could be particularly challenging to add another thing to your plate, but I think it's made my plate less heavy in other spaces, if that makes any sense. So yeah, I absolutely recommend it. If you were being totally honest, Polly, (laughs) are there any times that you can think of when doing both hosting a podcast and being a mum has been tricky? Oh yeah, for sure. My daughter once said to me, I think she wanted my help with something. And I said, no, I can't do this right now. And she said, who's telling you, you can't do this. And that was a real like moment for me where I had to kind of recognize, oh my gosh, I really, if I'm being honest with my daughter, it's me, I'm making this decision. It's me being overly perfectionistic, feeling I need to put in extra hours. It's me telling myself that if I don't do this thing by the end of the day, that I won't be able to fully switch off. So I think the word juggle is quite an accurate thing because also as it goes with parenthood, my kids are six and eight. Just when you kind of close one door, another one seems to open. I mean, I've got various additional challenges in that my daughter is autistic, not diagnosed as ADHD yet, but she is waiting on the ridiculously long CAMS list. And my son also doesn't have the easiest time at school and we yet to see what that's about. So as it is being a parent, it feels like every time you've kind of just about fixed one thing, another thing comes up. So yeah, I definitely find it's not always easy, but I think there's a few things that it's useful to have in place. Like for me, It's been really helpful having real honest conversations with my partner about what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. There are days where I'll say to him, I just can't actually make any more decisions today. Can you make the decision around what we're having for dinner? There are times where I choose to move client meetings because my daughter's assembly is more important. And to be honest with you, I'm very lucky that I predominantly work with female clients who totally get it. You know, most of them actually say, thank you. Thank you for giving me a permission slip to recognizing that This is why we build these careers. We build these careers to be flexible. And if we don't take those opportunities to do that and spend that time, you know, with our children or support them at that assembly or whatever it is, then what's the point of it all? And it's very easy to get all consumed in the work we're doing and forget that. I actually love the fact that your daughter questioned you and said, who's making you make this decision? She sounds like a little coach in the making there. So finally, I would love to have any tips from you for other busy mums just like you who's juggling everything. If they're thinking of starting a podcast, what are your tips if they're struggling to get everything done at the moment? I guess the most important thing it boils down to is getting really clear on your priorities and Thinking about always seeking your own approval for things first. I think sometimes we can get really caught up in being concerned about winning everyone else's approval, whether it's our clients or whether it's prospective clients. And sometimes we put so much energy towards all of those things that we can kind of put ourselves bottom of the pile. We can put promoting ourselves bottom of the pile. I don't know if this is just my personality trait or the kind of clients I attract in, but I certainly notice A lot of people who come into my world are so focused on the client delivery, they kind of don't do enough of the things that are meaningful to them or that will really help leverage what it is that they're doing and ultimately long-term make their lives easier. So I guess one tip would be to be really clear, like not just on a weekly basis, but on a daily basis, like what are you doing today? What is the order of priority that each of these tasks and activities have? Be honest with yourself about how long you're going to give each task. Like one thing I've always noticed is 
Honestly, most tasks take as long as you allow them, but if you don't create a clear time frame around it, it can go on forever. <laughs> so I often find, you know, if you say something's going to take an hour, it will take an hour. So to do that, because that's how you'll end up finding when you look at your calendar, oh, there is space for that podcast. And you know, what I love about doing my podcast is it genuinely is a moment I really enjoy each week. I'm a natural chatterbox, so it's quite easy just to kind of shove a microphone in front of my face and essentially share probably what I'd share with somebody on a coaching call or similar. You know, we don't have to overcomplicate it. And I think perhaps that'd be my second tip, which is I think we can put too much pressure on ourselves to make things perfect the first time. And actually what you have already is enough. Like you have knowledge in you that other people will be really grateful for and a view on things that other people haven't heard. Because I think those are the two things that perhaps held me back. One was time, which like I say, if you're really clear with priorities, you can make the time. Everything, as my daughter reminded me, is a choice. <laughs> and secondly, it's the mindset piece around understanding that what you have to say is of value. And if you have clients who love learning from you, there are listeners out there who will be really excited to hear your words as well. So don't let it hold you back and also allow yourself to understand that long term you will naturally get better at these things, but what you're doing at the beginning is good enough. And actually the universe is very kind in that it's very rare that your podcast is going to meet a million listeners first time off anyway. So as you're learning to kind of refine your art, the universe responds accordingly, I find. Yeah, that is so true. Tons of really fantastic tips there. And also your podcast is equally full of fantastic advice. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Polly. I can't wait to see how your podcast grows from strength to strength. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Polly. Now, if you would like to connect with Polly and listen to her podcast, go over to pollylavarello.com and you can listen to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul on your favourite podcasting player. And we'll, of course, add the links in the show notes for you. Okay, I think it's time for another sound celebration. This is the part of the show where I bring you the Podcast Boutique Sound Celebrations. Each week, we'll meet someone who is doing brilliant things in the world of podcasting. There are so many women in business with voices that need to be celebrated. Sound Celebrations shines a spotlight on people in podcasting with important messages. The Podcast Boutique. Sound Celebrations! Hello, my name is Sylvana Moison and I'm a conscious innovation professional. That means I help people who want to bring about positive social impact in the world. I help them to think independently for themselves. My podcast is called Be and Think in the House of Trust. It's for and with people who love to invest in social change. And the podcast is primarily for these people to share ideas and how they behave, how they think differently, really for them to think. 
the people I'm inviting on the podcast are people who love to invest in social change. They ignite social and environmental impact through their investment of funds, of resources and commitments for a better world. What I appreciate the most amongst all the guests on the podcast is that they are so willing to think in real time. They're really willing to pause and not just pitch or perform like other people might be. And so it's a real lovely moment I spend with them and I'm really grateful for them to be responding to the invitation to think in real time about these important topics of social change. There's a two-strong approach to my podcast. First, I want to bring about the voices of people who are doing significant stuff in this social investment scene, because they are people with the checks, they write the checks. But I also want to pass on what I do, the nature of my work, what I do with them, and that it's to help them to think differently. And so we talk about what needs to change in social impact and social change, social innovation. The key message to my audience would be an invitation. I would love to invite them to pause or maybe just after the podcast to take note of the question of ask the guests and ask these questions to themselves. What would be nice to accomplish with this podcast is someone, you know, calling me or leaving me a message saying, oh my God, I am an impact investor. I am an investor and now I really want to change my way to invest in people thanks to what I've heard on your podcast. If I could get a few of these stories, that would be great. Thank you, Savan, for all that you're doing and for being the Podcast Boutique's sound celebration this week. If you're doing something brilliant in the world of podcasting, we want to hear from you. So get in touch. We would love to celebrate your voice next. Now, if you'd like to listen to Savan's podcast, Be and Think in the House of Trust, you'll find the link in the show notes and you can go to savanmoison.co.uk forward slash podcast to find out more. If listening to this episode this week has inspired you to get your podcast finally started, but you're wondering where the heck you're going to find the time to do it, don't let that be the thing that stands in your way. I can help. So get in touch. You can book a call using the link in the show notes and let's have a chat about your podcast project. Go to thepodcastboutique.com forward slash chat. In next week's episode, we're going to be talking all about podcasting with ADHD because it's Neurodiversity Celebration Week. Thank you so much as ever for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. You have been listening to the Podcasting for Business show with me, Lindsay Gould. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back next week with more tips on launching a podcast to grow your business. Let's make it happen.